My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. And they're beautiful too. Pleasure to welcome the one and only Sizola. Hello, Manja. How are you? <laughs> you ran away from Kesadan and you found a home in Cape Town. <laughs> I didn't run. I didn't run. I promise. What? How did you land there? Um, well, actually, I was was born in Kesadan, but my I, I moved, my family moved when I was about six years old, and I actually grew up in George in the Western Cape. Um, yeah, so then I've only been living in Cape Town for the past uh, ten to eleven years. Long way from doing law or starting to be a lawyer and eventually switching gear halfway through thinking, I, you know what, I can make people happy and feel good about themselves. I'll give them food. Exactly. 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 I think that my, my career in culinary arts is bringing pe- much much more people joy than I guess my career as a lawyer would have. And myself, actually. And myself. So Some people, you know, people I've, I've spoken to who have sampled your dishes, they say your dish, your, your food is, 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 is as energetic and bubbly as the personality yourself. Oh, well, that's, a, that's a very kind compliment for them to, to give me. Um, yeah, well, I, put, I mean, I put a lot of energy and love into my food, so I hope that it's, it's a reflection of me. So I think that's like a wonderful compliment. A lot of people want to know your morning routine. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you're not thinking about the menu when you wake up. You must be thinking about other things, and menu maybe comes second or third somewhere there. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I do spend most of my time to, to, uh, thinking about food, and um, sometimes I think I even dream about it. So waking up, um, maybe you know, my first thoughts are probably you know with my family and being grateful that I'm, I'm awake, and then it turns to food. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I do. Think about food very or very often, actually. Is that what keeps you going all day long? It is actually. If I'm not sort of I'm writing about food or experiencing food, eating food, um, I'm probably making food. So yeah, so it does. It occupies a lot of my time and a lot of my thoughts. I mean, looking at you know you switching career paths, it took you the shortest time possible by far to be able to get to where you needed to be. In, they probably feel like it was a, a short uh, span of time, but obviously for me it was. It wasn't. Um, I mean, I went overseas and experienced food uh, or cooking in a kitchen for two years before I came back home, and I studied for three years. Then only uh, my real, my career really started. So it, uh, for me, it's been a long time coming. But um, I can see how people can sort of um, just assume that it all went happened overnight. But there's a lot of work that went into. Um, where I am today. You talk about, uh, you know, providing, feeding people as a physical expression of love. Tell us more. Uh, you know, I just think that it's, it's a, a way of giving a part of myself, just because, like I explained, it's a, it's a very significant part of my life. So when I cook for people and share food, it is. It's an expression, an outward expression of love for me. Um, I also understand how, how food can, you know, alter a person's mood and make them really happy. It's... Um, very difficult to sort of be sad in a moment where you're, you're enjoying a meal. So it's a great sort of um, release of emotions in a good way. It's like a, a happy moment. So I'm very aware that my food often plays a part in um, altering people's moods and making them happy. So, um, yeah, that's why I love it so much. Does that make you a perfectionist in the kitchen? Uh, perfect. 
I mean, you, you, I guess you, you have to ask the people, you know, people who work with me in the kitchen. <laughs> um, but I, I, I mean, I like to think that I'm a perfectionist to a certain degree. Um, I don't think I'm obsessive, like a, you know, like a true perfectionist. But um, yeah, I do like things to look a certain way. I mean, I'm a food stylist as well, so um, perfection is a big part of uh, making that part of my my career happen. So, and yeah, to a certain degree. How do you describe a food stylist? I'm, I'm I'm trying to get my head around it because everything <laughs> that someone who's a chef does is always very stylish. Okay, that's a very good point. So, and the the easiest way for me to to describe a food stylist is um, the fact that if you cook, um, say, a plate of curry at home, it's going to probably taste really delicious, but you're not going to really be able to make it look as delicious as I can. So. A food stylist is somebody who is sort of an artist of food that can manipulate it to look so much tastier. So, for example, when you walk into your favorite takeaway shop, the pictures that you see entice you. Those were created specifically by a food stylist in order to make the food look as good as possible in order to entice you. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, complicated, <laughs> but yeah, I can go with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I had a little birdie whispering to me that uh, you would want to sit at the same table that, with Kanye West. Tell us more about that. Well, you know, you know why? Yeah. I just I, I, I remember at the time that somebody asked me. I mean, my my um, choice of dinner guests at any time and points will always change depending on my mood. But at the time when somebody asked me that, I was like, you know, I'd love to sit at a dinner table with Kanye because first of all, when you sit at a dinner table and you're eating food, you're always more open, sort of discussing honestly and at the time he was being like a, a loose cannon so I was like I really love to delve into what his thoughts at, at that moment are and I think that the best way to understand somebody is to feed them and because once they're fed and they're happy they're gonna you know they kind of tell tell you everything that's on their mind it's like therapy in a way so I thought hmm he'd be a great dinner guest at that time <laughs> because he's a motor mouth he's got a lot to say you see exactly so that but what 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 would you cook for him to entice him to to just let it go and tell you everything you want to know oh um i think that for for main course i would definitely do something homely and you know and pretentious because i feel like as you know kanye west and a celebrity he's probably eating very fancy food all the time so I'd probably do like a slow roast um, le- leg of lamb uh, with like a, a, a potato bake, but like a potato and butternut bake, really slowly cooked and lots of flavor. Um, and it's a dessert. I think that you can't go wrong when you serve somebody chocolate. Um, so it's a really good finisher. So I think that I'll make him sort of nostalgic a little bit with my homely, my homely style food. And then, yeah, he'll share all his deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Curious mind there, creative curious mind. <laughs> Always looking for something new to get people to get to give you a new reaction all the time. I suppose that, that that's what satisfies you, among other things. It is. I mean, it's it's uh, all about sort of learning people and making them as comfortable as possible, and just you know having great conversations that are meaningful. And I think that that's the the power of food. It's a unifier that way. It's like sort of a therapist in that way. It's a comforter in that way. It's nostalgic. So, yeah, always, yeah, I just, I think, that's what I love food. It's just such a great tool to get to know people.
Another twist to retail therapy is food therapy. Exactly, exactly. That's Zola Nene for you. Now, your motivation to, to, to always reach for the stars, because, I mean, you've done quite a lot uh, being on television and uh, being a judge at food competitions and all of that. It looks like uh, you've hardly started. Um, yeah, my, my constant motivation is knowing sort of how, how hard or my, my parents work to sort of give me the opportunities that I have. Um, I mean, my, 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 my dad came from very, very humble beginnings and educated himself. And um, when I was doing a career change, I understand how for most parents, it would be very difficult to, you know, let your child, after you've invested so much time and so much money into a career, for them to not hesitate and go, yes, go do what makes you happy. And that's exactly how my dad reacted to my news of wanting to um, change careers. So um, I'm just... You know, I'm eternally grateful for, for him, you know, having that attitude towards me and giving me these opportunities. And that, for me, is a motivation to not fail. And failure, to be honest, is very relative. There's, I don't think there's anything that I could do that my parents would be disappointed and actually tell me that I failed or, you know. Um, I'm just fortunate that I come from a, a family that's, you know, encouraging and, and helpful and uh, daily tells me how proud of, of me they are. So... For me, failure is not an option. Just because I've been given so much, I'm going to do with it as much as I can. Mm, what kind of inspiration or message you live by? Something that uh, uh, keeps you constantly innovating and finding new ways? Well, for me, you know, something that rings um, in my head all the time, it's sort of like a mantra that I say to myself every day when I wake up, it's the fact that, you know, there'll, there'll be lots of people who, who tell you that you can't and who drag you down and just won't believe in your, the dreams that you have and tell you that they're too big. But you have to be your own biggest cheerleader. So you have to listen to that voice inside your head that tells you every single day that you can. The voice that you wake up and you hear saying, yes, it's another day. Because it's really hard. That voice is very easy to um, drown out. It's very difficult to not, you know, to, to not take into consideration what other negative people say to you or about you. Yeah. So I just always, you know, I'll just always say, uh, yeah, be your, your biggest cheerleader. Just believe in yourself more than, more than anything. I tell you what that voice tends to say to me all the time. Maybe you could help. It always says, dude, are you sure? <laughs> That's because that voice is asking you so that you can go, absolutely, yes, I am, and you, move, you keep moving. And you're, 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 what can you say to somebody who's still trying to find that which they're passionate about? Listen, there's no formula um, or timeline to finding exactly what is meant for you. But when you do, you'll know. And it's okay for you to find it second time around, third time around, fourth time around. As long as it makes you happy, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there. So um, I think that everybody should be led by passion. And you should do what makes you happy for, you know, for as long as you can, which is exactly what my dad told me. Um, and once you do, I think the success is inevitable because it's going to feel so right, so right for you. I mean, you're fulfilling um, a destiny of yours once you find exactly what you're passionate about and you follow through with that. How are you doing on the traveling? Because I heard you are looking at traveling to at least 50 countries. How are we doing that so far? as well as, as we should, but as, luckily I've still got, you know, a, a, a few years, many years, in fact, before 50, so um, I think the tally at the moment has got is about 
uh, 20, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't actually counted recently. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're on our way. And traveling is very important to me because it, it opens up, the, uh, you know, your your mind in terms of the world. Like you start thinking of your yourself and your circumstance as like a bubble and you realize that there's so much more out there to discover and to learn and to taste. Mm. Um, yeah, so I love, I, that's why I love traveling. It's just like, it's so exhilarating. The book Simply Delicious is so delicious. It's got people talking. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I've got two books now. So Simply Delicious is my first one, and Simply Zola is my second one that, that came out last year. Uh-huh. And how's that one doing? It's doing, it's doing great. Um, it's like a, a second child, if I can compare it to that, even though I'm not a parent. Um, yeah, it's sort of um, doing its own thing and um, is really confident and really amazing, as I imagine a second child might be. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very proud, very proud of, of the book that I've, I've written because I've taken, you know, a piece of me and I've shared it on paper. Each recipe has a story behind it and why it made it into the book. And, you know, just like the first book, the second book is all very simple recipes um, and it tells my, my, my personal life story because I always say that's the only story that are unique to me are, are my experiences. So I like to share that with people so that they can connect with the food. Um, yeah, and I hope that everybody enjoys it and continues to cook from them. If I came over to Cape Town and I asked you to prepare steamed mealy bread, what would that go with? Oh, I love steamed mealy bread. It reminds me of my grandmother. Um, what would I serve it with? Well, I serve it exactly with what my, my grandmother used to serve it with, and that was a, like a, a spicy cabbage curry. Hmm. Um, absolutely delicious. It reminds me of her, and it's so nostalgic. And it's really delicious, that sweet of the of the uh, mini bread with combined with the spicy of the cabbage curry delicious ah so we see you on tv later on this morning uh no 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 not not later today um i don't do espresso anymore um as my full-time job yeah I'm, i focus on my own show and my books obviously and all my other things that are on my plate Mm, you'd be hard to put down, eh? <laughs> hard to pin down to have a conversation or a cup of tea. Oh, please, come to Cape Town and we can have a cup of tea. Yeah. And I'll cook you steamed really great. <laughs> How can we find you? Um, well, you can contact me on any social media platform. So on Twitter and on Instagram, I am at Zola underscore Nene. And then on Facebook, I am Zola Nene Chef. Ah, Chef, Cape Town, I come, you get a call. So, Salapanza, see the works. What's that? The Glindil and the Glindil, man. Ah, yes, I'm done. Yes, I'm done. This many thanks. Keep up the good work. That energy, that personality, that bubbliness, uh, it works for me anytime. Thank you so much, Mandez. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. Thank you for joining us and for waking up so early on a Monday, Nogal. <laughs> That's a Zolanen, a Cape Town chef and food stylist, renowned for her culinary skills. And of course, uh, um, she showcased uh, her skills on the popular SABC3 Expresso, the Feel Good Breakfast Show. And as you heard, she's doing quite a number of other things. That's our get up and go uh, this morning. There'll be more tomorrow, same time. It's coming up to 11 minutes to 5. My get up and go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. Hashtag SAFM Sound Awake.